Gurwitch, Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 74 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business and more, and we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we find ourselves in at the moment, and it's certainly changing. As always, we have interesting guests for you, and today's guest is no exception. Going to be quite an exceptional conversation today, somebody with a great range of experiences and history but it's not my job to introduce the guests the last thing i would do is say if you like our show please subscribe so you don't miss out on the next exciting episode and i'll now welcome kathleen and ask her to introduce our guests so hello kathleen how's it in waterloo today hello peter oh it's wonderful in fact the sun just keeps beaming through my windows here i'll take it it's just absolutely lovely and thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to Peter or myself. And we so enjoy reading your comments, so do please keep them coming. And as people, Peter mentioned, yes, we do have a wonderful guest with us today. And I can't wait to delve into this interview because I think she's just uh, such an, uh, an interesting lady. Please welcome Jane Stoller. Hello, Jane. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You've had quite an interesting career and you still are, uh, you're doing what you're doing right now is, is just uh, amazing to me. You are an author. You're an entrepreneur. You have a passion for organizing and decluttering. So please tell our audience a little bit about your background and what led you into this passion for organizing. Yeah, so it's not a very traditional, I'd say, career path <laughs> or now um, full-time business. But I, I grew up in Ontario on a, on a dairy farm. And even that, as I was a little girl, I would be organizing everything, even my pet cats and stuffed animals. And yeah, they've never stayed put, but that's a different story. <laughs> but, um, you know, I also have Swiss roots. My, both my parents are Swiss and that country is very organized. So I already had that in my genes. And I did done a lot of research too. When you're around age six is when you start to already have those organizing or decluttering tendencies. So if anybody has kids listening, you can already start to tell they say between six and eight. So it started very young for me. That was my passion. And it continued all through kind of high school and university. But in, in Canada, I really felt like society, we had to go to, you know, get a university degree and work for a large corporation. And that was really what I thought I had to do. So I, I did that and went got an MBA and worked for a large cement company. And always helping friends and colleagues still on the side, getting organized from their house to their offices to even, you know, their businesses. And my last role in corporate was really all about organizing business processes and helping make unprofitable businesses profitable. So everything I've done my whole life has been about organizing. Wow. I could just going to ask you about your, your career. You obviously had a very successful career in the cement industry uh, and you got all the way to Zurich, I believe. So mm -hmm. what, what was some of the highlights of your career in the corporate world? Yeah, I love this question because I'm, I, the cor my corporate experience is so valuable. And whether you're a business owner in corporate, wherever you are, you have so many, your passions and your skills you can use from whatever job you're in. So um, I was very lucky and I started in Canada and I worked um, for Lafarge, a cement company, and I started managing concrete plants and mm -hmm. became really good at just organizing the people, the processes, the customers, the, the systems. And from there, yeah, ended up working for the competitor in Zurich on business processes. And then they eventually also merged. So corporate experience was amazing in terms of being able to really, of course, gain skills, gain networks. 
And the, down, the highlight was being able to kind of still utilize my passion. And the low light was being able to help not the people I really wanted to. The, the, mm -hmm. You know, when you're helping um, businesses in corporate, you are helping shareholders, essentially, not the employees directly. So that really was a bit uh, uh, tough for me. Ah, okay. Interesting. So what motivated you to actually change from a successful career in the corporate world to following your passion to becoming an entrepreneur and helping helping people or getting organized what what was that i, I, I know everyone when's that moment right and yeah uh, i had been moving all over and traveled a lot and 75 percent of my job was travel and after a th three or four years it does get tiring mm -hmm. so they wanted to move me again to a different country and i i just at that point somebody had asked me in a, a uh, um a corporate network had said, hey, I wonder if you could do this job on the side for me. And I thought, you know what? I know that I can do this. And I think now is the time to make this leap. So it was really kind of, um, I believe, you know, having the experience and the skills, you should have a little bit in your back pocket or a network and of course an emergency fund or whatnot before you take that leap because it definitely helps. Mm -hmm. But just having a little bit of a, okay, I can really do this. People are already asking for my services. I have the skills. I need to now just follow it. Right. Yep. Very important advice for someone wanting to make that leap. But <clears throat> would you would you say that it's better to make a clean break from the first part of the corporate world into your new business or to try and transition if you possibly can? Oh, that's such a good question. And I've heard both schools of thought on this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of people say you can't fully commit to your business unless you're going in 100 percent. And other people say start it as a side business. For myself, I started my, wrote my first book while in corporate. I had clients on the side, so I perhaps started a bit sooner. Uh, but it didn't really, it was, I wasn't able to scale it and take off until it was my full-time job. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's a, a one set of advice for somebody, but I, sure. I really think there, that, that you have to be confident in your skills. And I, I hired a business coach to help me market myself. Mm -hmm. So you have to also be ready to willing to hire for those skill sets that you're scared about because being an entrepreneur is very scary. So I, I wouldn't say there's a yes or no or right, wrong answer there. I'm going to jump in if I can, Kathleen, something I want to pick up on what you've just said, Jane, you hired a business coach. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us entrepreneurs ourselves in, included wait too long before we hire mm -hmm. outside expertise, be it a coach or an accountant or a web designer or whatever we try because our budgets are tight. We try and mm -hmm. do everything ourselves and that seemed to take our eye off the main ball. Doesn't it sometimes? Well, yeah. And it's very funny because in Canada, we're, we're very used to having student debt and or in America as well for you know education and university. Mm -hmm. And I, I teach at a university now one class and I'm a big believer in it. But we should also be looking at how these business coaches are giving us this practical account and accountability that is, I think we don't put enough emphasis on that. And I would okay. not be where I am today. I still have a business coach for now a different part of my business, right? Mm -hmm. So I think coaches are really undervalued in the entrepreneurial space. Good. Yes, I agree with you. So you are on the Forbes Business Council. How did that yeah. come out? That took, well, it's, it's a long time. <laughs> I, I just believe I've been, you know, the last three years, a lot of my business has been, you know, the marketing side and getting people to know what exactly I do. So it took a long time to get my messaging right. And um, 
I was doing consulting for a lot of companies, not advertising it. So now I have a clear message that I help primarily women organize the back end of their business with my six step process. So I started writing a lot of articles based on that. And Forbes had then featured me in an article and asked me to be part of their council. So it kind of came about through a lot of different ways, but it's very exciting. <laughs> very good. And That's wonderful. But you've, you've been featured on a lot of other channels or platforms as well. I think CTV, Global TV mm -hmm. and, and magazines. Um, and and how, did you get, how did you get that exposure? Multiple ways. I do work uh, with a PR company, uh, mm -hmm. a publicist. And that for me is a really big thing because my time, my biggest income and impact is helping women organize their business. So I, fo I want to focus solely on that. I want to give my attention. 80% of my time is on that. And then I hire out for what I don't. So my administrative duties, virtual assistants, my PR team who is pitching and making sure that I can get in front of the right people. And I think that is important where I spend my time. Very good advice again. Yeah, so mm -hmm. back to you, Kathleen. Uh, you know what, tell us about your books. You've written a book, Organizing for Your Lifestyle as well as Decluttering for Dummies. Yeah. You got an award for one of them and you're also in the process of, of uh, writing a third book. So why don't you tell us about those two first books? Yes, yeah, so my first book was self-published and I wrote it while I was in corporate because a lot of people were asking for my advice on organizing, specifically homes and when I travel and and my friends and I, I said, you know, what, I'm going to put it all in a book and, and give it to them as a Christmas present or whatnot. And it ended up just becoming uh, a little bit more in my brand and working in the concrete industry. It's, it's not as, you know, there's not a lot of women, there's not fashion, it's not a branding. So I missed that. So I transformed my first book into kind of my personal brand. Ah, and, okay. mm -hmm. And that's how it all kind of started. And then Decluttering for Dummies, I had an agent and was pitching a book and Decluttering for Dummies came up and I really love the Dummies brand because they're very reference orientated books and uh, they really, you can, you can, you know, scroll for what you need and also kind of just, you don't have to read a book cover to cover. You can, of course, but it really is targeted to what you need. Mm -hmm. And you're working on another one. Yes. Yeah, so this one will be on my six steps to help entrepreneurs my core six steps to organize any business. Okay. And just on, on books, um, would you say for an entrepreneur that's working with people as you do, a book is really important as part of your brand and part of your arsenal of, of services? It's a good question. Uh, I would, uh, it's very difficult to want to answer. I really enjoy writing. So it was, okay. for me, it was, a good, it, was an, it was something tangible that I can mm -hmm. give people but I do not think you need a book and you know, it's a lot of work and it's the marketing side of it, I, you know, it, it really depends on how you want to, what you can offer people. Sometimes an ebook, whether it may be sure. something helpful, mastermind webinars. I don't think necessarily you need a book credibility perhaps, but um, it, it does take a lot of your time to market it. Oh yes. <clears throat> you, you're, you're right there. And then I've got to continue by asking you, you work, you do a lot of work you lecture at the university and you work for nonprofits. So do, mm -hmm. do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about that, how you got into that and what you do? Yeah. So I got into my university that I went to study at Vancouver Island university. Mm -hmm. I started working with them four years ago, teaching an undergrad business class. Um, the, the former Dean had reached out to me. We kept, and I just became really passionate about just helping on educational front. I really, you know, in Canada, we have good education, but I really believe in just making sure. And, that we can also bring in this entrepreneurial spirit to it because sometimes 
it's too academic. So I really liked mm -hmm. being able to help just on the entrepreneurial side. And then from there, uh, I had a friend of mine started, worked with a couple charities that dealt with literacy and helping kids read and whatnot. So I've become involved with this charity as well, but mostly helping them organize their business so they can, you know, teach more kids. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. so, very good. Very good. So Jane, is there anything that you may be able to uh, offer to our audience in terms of, oh, where do they start? Perhaps just give some tips to people yeah. who are, you know, in, in living in a massive clutter. Is, are there any, is there anything straight away that you would suggest to them? That well, right now, I'd say all of us are working from home. And it's really important that we have some kind of setup that is conducive to, you know, we don't, we don't need a lot of stuff. And I think as we, we realize this more and more as the pandemic came, our office is usually now our laptop and maybe a pen and pencil, a pencil, whatever it may be. So I'd say start with kind of your office, whether it is today, 10 minutes a day, really look around and what do you use every single day that you can perhaps that you don't need. And then from there, also look at your desktop. Every single day at the end of my day, I spend at least, even if it's one minute or 10 minutes, clearing off my desktop. So the next day it'll be fresh because right now we're so digitally cluttered and that is causing a lot of stress. Excellent. Yes, it is and indeed. You know, on, on that note, I was just telling Peter this morning that one of the things that I did over the weekend was decluttered my desk. I couldn't believe how many business cards I had amassed in the last year. I mean, Yes, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's and there isn't because you think you need them all, so you keep them. I don't just I didn't throw them away. I just put them in my desk, and next thing I know, I have a whole garbage bag full of business cards. <laughs> exactly, and you have so many, you won't even know who that was anymore, or That's or right. whatnot, right? And if you yeah. if it is really important for your business, perhaps a CRM tool to put them in right away and then throw them out, or there's an app you can take a picture of it. It yeah because. If you have too many, you'll never be able to find them. Hey, that's a great idea, an app yeah. to take a picture of them. That's right, yeah. and retrieve mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because as we were saying, after a while, you can't remember, if you can't remember the person's name, you don't know where to find their card. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's really, I, I want to ask you if you've got more advice for people, perhaps who've had have to make a huge transition because of the pandemic, the virus, mm -hmm. or the effects thereof, and they may be out of work or in the very near future have to find a totally new way to make, uh, to earn an income. Um, and perhaps they were in the cruise line industry, travel agent or mm -hmm. something like that. And, and their chances of being rehired are pretty slim. Where does someone like that who wants to now thinks they, or sorry, who thinks they must become an entrepreneur, how do they start looking at their skills and, and where to start? What would your advice be? That's a, um, a good question in terms of like, they might have some, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have some skills from their previous job. Sure, and those sure, skills sure. I think are really important to, we often devalue the skills we're learning or working on every single day. So mm -hmm. I would just go back and see what, are, what am I doing every single day that I'm really good at and make a spreadsheet. Say, I'm really good at these X5 things, right? Or 10 things. Uh -huh. And look at that list because there is so many people that need skills right now, especially because the digital world has exploded. We need everything from, you know, not just uh, from the technical side to content creation has become really big, mm. managing social profiles, uh, a lot of different and new kind of ways of doing business. And, and there's a lot of skills that we have that we, we devalue. And I think we should relook at that, whatever kind of business or career or job you're in.
Mm. Mm. Are there specific apps that you would suggest people use to help them get a little bit more organized? Yes, there's lots of, I, I like tech for not too much, not too complicated, but the one app that I think everybody in the world should use <laughs> is for digitizing your receipts. I'm very big on, you know, not like tax season, you know, you don't want to spend hours for that. Plus as an entrepreneur, we need to know every single dollar coming in and every single dollar coming out and receipt tracking is so important. So if I can give any advice, it's to download, um, Expensify is a really good one. Mm-hmm. It you know you can download it right away. You take a picture of the receipt of a paper receipt. It automatically populates. They're so smart. The amount, the vendor, they categorize if it's fuel or meal. You have to of course check it. I check mine once a week, and then that can be further sent to your accounting software, and you can throw out the receipt. And you can also email them as well if they're not paper. Wow, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know so there's so few well of my generation, I find so few of us are aware of those sort of things. I, I walk every morning with a, a, one of my neighbor's daughters, who's 20, 30 years younger than I am, works for a big company. And she said, well, we don't, we don't have a lot of filing cabinets anymore. We, we keep all our records in digital form. I said, what? What about tax? She said, no, it's acceptable to have, mm-hmm. as you were just saying. I was yes. not aware of that. I'm looking at an office. I've got two four-drawer <laughs> filing cabinets and another two-drawer under my desk. And I'm thinking, why have I got this paper? <laughs> and it's a generational thing because that's what I've always done for best part of 40 years. And uh, it's a hard habit to break, but I'm breaking it now with help mm-hmm. from other people. So, yeah, very good point. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Kathleen, have you got anything more to ask Jane? We need to ask Jane how to, people can contact her. I'm forgetting, getting so interested yes. in what you're saying. So tell us, how can people contact you? So the best way is my website, organizedjane.com. Mm-hmm. And if you actually go on there, automatically a pop-up bar will ask you if you'd like a four-step guide on how to digitize your receipts. So I break it down into four steps and give you three apps that you can use. So that could be very helpful for our users. It's just a free download. Great. I saw that when I went to your website and I, I was too frightened to click on it in case I didn't understand it, but <laughs> being an old guy, but no, you no. just made a lot of sense of that. And I'll also send the link as well so they can directly click on the link to get the free guide. Great. And then on my website, I also run a webinar that, that runs three times a day where you can jump on and I give 45 minutes of my first step in my course on how to get your business organized. It's a lot about time management and how to focus on that revenue generating task. Excellent. No, thank you, Jane. We will put that on there and I'm sure that's going to be useful to a lot of people. It's my one important app. I hope everybody uses it. (laughs) Great. That's, that's great. Back to Kathleen. So, so Jane, when it comes to organizing, it's not just uh, organizing people digitally, but also organizing their homes. So, um, you know, a lot of people, you walk into their home, it looks very nice, neat and tidy, but don't don't open the closets or the cupboards because that might be a different story. Um, so you would help with that kind of thing as well, right? I don't anymore. I'm really just focused on the business organizing and I do it in a kind of a group setting, but I used to of course help people go in, uh, go in in terms of, you know, what their biggest clutter trap is. And I find I can't really, I was more of the coach on it because it's really hard to do it for people mm-hmm. because they have to create a system. We can give advice on what's sentimental, what's not. And perhaps even uh, friends or partners can really be a bit more, you know, no, this is not important. Get rid of it. But I did a lot of coaching on how to get rid of clutter and kind of create those spaces that are more clutter free. 
And, and you know, when it comes to digital, um, I, Peter and I have had this conversation before, and, and I remember him showing me his inbox. And, and, and sorry, Peter, I'm picking on you right <laughs> That's now. That's fine. That's right. <laughs> but I remember seeing his inbox, and it's just like thousands of emails in there. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I just keep the essential emails in my inbox. So, I mean, usually it's no more than 10 <laughs> at any one time they're all filed or if i don't need them i just get rid of them right away oh, i love this so i find it stressful i don't know how anybody can look at an inbox that has <laughs> sorry peter again <laughs> no that's fine i know i know but it works for you peter i don't know <laughs> i i i have huge purges every couple of months oh, and i just you. delete 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 or, or empty the whole inbox thinking well, if I haven't answered it for six weeks, if it's important, they would have got back to me. So <laughs> I've also learned one good trick, which I'd like your comment on. What I've started doing is all the newsletters that I get, I put in a separate, I get sent to a separate email with its own mm. folder so that I'm not distracted um, when I go through the important stuff that I do need to look at by saying, oh, that looks interesting. So I have a certain time of the day when I'll go to that folder. And if I haven't looked at it after a week, then it gets deleted, no matter how interesting it might've sounded. So that, that's one little thing that, because Kathleen's been picking on me, that's <laughs> a little thing. That, and she, rightly so, let me say, rightly so. That's one little thing that I've helped, but I need to do a lot more. <laughs> No, I love that tip because it, we, we can be inundated with these newsletters and some of them are very valuable. Sure. But sure. Um, having them not come directly to your focused email. So when you, when you have a, the, the scheduled time to look at them, you are focused just on those. Yeah. The other quick one, which you'll be much more aware of than I am, the big, uh, what helped me a lot was stopping all email notifications. So oh, yes. I, don't, I don't get any notifications on my desktop when I'm working on my computer. It's, yeah. <laughs> that was a killer too. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a huge distractor. And I'm a big proponent of just focused work, like yep. 40, 49 minutes, set a clock, work only on that task, and then take a break. And then you can, you know, whether it's email checking, whether it's a project and exactly the time cube. I love it. That works mm -hmm. for me. That works for me. Yeah. I, I, Kathleen, I'm going to jump in and ask Jane another question, if I may. Jane, because of the uncertain times we're in, and you've been very successful, other people will be successful, others won't because of what's happening. What's one area you would suggest entrepreneurs and small businesses really think about coming out of, or hope, we hope we're coming out of this period of uncertainty, certainly going into 2021. What, what's one area, key area people should be looking at, business people? Yeah, that, um, you know, again, I really like going back to that strength question as well. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of new opportunities come out of this perhaps and, and lost opportunities of course but just mm -hmm. going back to I really relate back to my passion but if there's something that you that you were super passionate about what are some transferable skills that could make it into a business or help someone's and I always say you should never devalue that passion mm -hmm. because likely it is helping somebody and I did that for over 10 years I devalued organizing that it could help people but now I'm making a bigger impact and I'm sharing that so just really if there's something you're passionate about how can you then perhaps monetize on it or make an impact for people Great. Thanks. That's valuable advice. That's, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you, Kathleen. Well, I think we need to have a conversation offline too, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> so thank you so much, Peter. Are we close on time? We're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Yes. All right. So 
thank you again, Jane, for joining us. We so appreciate having you. And hopefully we get to have you again sometime soon. Yes. No, thank and, you for having me. This has been wonderful. Tell us more about no. the third book. So we would enjoy that very much. Yes. Yes. And thank and you all so much for joining us as per usual. We, uh, we so enjoy you tuning into our show. And of course we love reading all of your comments. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned at the beginning, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you get to know the next show that we're going to do until next time. Thank you all. Bye-bye.